Section 7. Zine. Life and Works of Jesus in Tibet and Western India. Chapter 36. Greater than Jesus in Lhasa. He meets Meng Sweet who aids him in reading the ancient manuscripts. He goes to Ladakh. Heals a child. Relates the parable of the king's son. In Lhasa of Tibet there was a master's temple, rich in manuscripts of ancient lore. The Indian sage had read these manuscripts, and he revealed to Jesus many of the secret lessons they contained, but Jesus wished to read them for himself. Now, Meng Sweet, greatest sage of all the farther east, was in this temple of Tibet. The path across Amaja's heights was difficult, but Jesus started on his way, and Vidyapati sent with him a trusted guide. And Vidyapati sent a message to Meng Sweet, in which he told about the Hebrew sage, and spoke for him a welcome by the temple priests. Now, after many days, and perils great, the guide and Jesus reached the Lhasa temple in Tibet. And Meng Sweet opened wide the temple doors, and all the priests and masters gave a welcome to the Hebrew sage. And Jesus had access to all the sacred manuscripts, and, with the help of Meng Sweet, read them all. And Meng Sweet often talked with Jesus of the coming age, and of the sacred service best adapted to the people of the age. In Lhasa Jesus did not teach. When he finished all his studies in the temple schools he journeyed toward the west. In many villages he tarried for a time and taught. At last he reached the pass, and in the Ladakh city, lay, he was received with favor by the monks, the merchants, and the men of low estate. And in the monastery he abode, and taught, and then he sought the common people in the marts of trade, and there he taught. Not far away a woman lived, whose infant son was sick nigh unto death. The doctors had declared, there is no hope, the child must die. The woman heard that Jesus was a teacher sent from God, and she believed that he had power to heal her son. And so she clasped the dying infant in her arms and ran with haste and asked to see the man of God. When Jesus saw her faith he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, My Father God, let power divine o'ershadow me, and let the holy breath fill full this child that it may live. And in the presence of the multitude he laid his hand upon the child and said, Good woman you are blessed, your faith has saved your son. And then the child was well. The people were astonished and they said, This surely is the Holy One made flesh, for man alone cannot a fever thus and save a child from death. Then many of the people brought their sick, and Jesus spoke the word, and they were healed. Among the Ladakhs Jesus tarried many days, he taught them how to heal, how sins are blotted out, and how to make on earth a heaven of joy. The people loved him for his words and works, and when he must depart they grieved as children grieve when mother goes away. And on the morning when he started on his way the multitudes were there to press his hand. To them he spoke a parable, he said, A certain king so loved the people of his land that he sent forth his only son with precious gifts for all. The son went everywhere and scattered forth the gifts with lavish hand. But there were priests who ministered at shrines of foreign gods, who were not pleased because the king did not through them bestow the gifts. And so they sought to cause the people all to hate the son. They said, These gifts are not of any worth, they are but counterfeits. And so the people threw the precious gems, and gold and silver in the streets. They caught the son and beat him, spit upon him, drove him from their midst. The son resented not their insults and their cruelties, but thus he prayed, My father God, forgive these creatures of thy hand, they are but slaves, they know not what they do. And while they yet were beating him he gave them food, and blessed them with a boundless love. In certain cities was the son received with joy, and he would gladly have remained to bless the homes, but he could tarry not, for he must carry gifts to every one in all the king's domain. And Jesus said, My Father God is King of all mankind, and He has sent me forth with all the bounties of His matchless love and boundless wealth. To all the people of all lands, lo, I must bear these gifts this water and this bread of life. 
I go my way, but we will meet again, for in my fatherland is room for all, I will prepare a place for you. And Jesus raised his hand in silent benediction, then he went his way. Dash. Chapter 37. Greater than Jesus is presented with a camel. He goes to Lahore where he abides with Ajinan, whom he teaches. Lesson of the Wandering Musicians. Jesus resumes his journey. A caravan of merchantmen were journeying through the Kashmar Vale as Jesus passed that way, and they are going to Lahore, a city of the hand, the five-stream land. The merchantmen had heard the prophet speak, had seen his mighty works in Leh, and they were glad to see him once again. And when they knew that he was going to Lahore and then across the Zint, through Persia and the farther west, and that he had no beast on which to ride. They freely gave to him a noble Bactrian beast, well saddled and equipped, and Jesus journeyed with the caravan. And when he reached Lahore, Ajinan and some other Brahmic priests, received him with delight. Ajinan was the priest who came to Jesus in the night time in Benares many months before, and heard he words of truth. And Jesus was Ajinan's guest, he taught Ajinan many things, revealed to him the secrets of the healing art. He taught him how he could control the spirits of the air, the fire, the water and the earth, and he explained to him the secret doctrine of forgiveness, and the blotting out of sins. One day Ajinan sat with Jesus in the temple porch, a band of wandering singers and musicians paused before the court to sing and play. Their music was most rich and delicate, and Jesus said, Among the high-breed people of the land we hear no sweeter music than that these uncouth children of the wilderness bring here to us. From whence this talent and this power? In one short life they could not gain such grace of voice, such knowledge of the laws of harmony and tone. Men call them prodigies. There are no prodigies. All things result from natural law. These people are not young. A thousand years would not suffice to give them such divine expressiveness, and such purity of voice and touch. Ten thousand years ago these people mastered harmony. In days of old they trod the busy thoroughfares of life, and caught the melody of birds, and played on harps of perfect form. And they have come again to learn still other lessons from the varied notes of manifests. These wandering people form a part of heaven's orchestra, and in the land of perfect things the very angels will delight to hear them play and sing. And Jesus taught the common people of Lahore, he healed their sick, and showed to them the way to rise to better things by helpfulness. He said, We are not rich by what we get and hold, the only things we keep are those we give away. If you would live the perfect life, give forth your life in service for your kind, and for the forms of life that men esteem the lower forms of life. But Jesus could not tarry longer in Lahore, he bade the priests and other friends farewell, and then he took his camel and he went his way toward the Zint. Dash. Section 8. Shith. Life and Works of Jesus in Persia. Chapter 38. Greater than Jesus crosses Persia. Teaches and heals in many places. Three Magian priests meet him as he nears Persepolis. Caspar, and two other Persian masters, meet him in Persepolis. The seven masters sit in silence seven days. Four and twenty years of age was Jesus when he entered Persia on his homeward way. In many a hamlet, town and neighborhood he paused a while and taught and healed. The priests and ruling classes did not welcome him because he censured them for cruelty to those of low estate. The common people followed him in throngs. At times the chiefs made bold to try to hinder him, forbidding him to teach or heal the sick. But he regarded not their angry threats, he taught, and healed the sick. In time he reached Persepolis, the city where the kings of Persia were entombed, the city of the learned Magi, Hor, and Lun, and Mare, the three wise men. Who, four and twenty years before, had seen the star of promise rise above Jerusalem and who had journeyed to the west to find the newborn king. And were the first to honor Jesus as the master of the age, 
and gave him gifts of gold, gum thus and myrrh. These magi knew, by ways that masters always know, when Jesus neared Persepolis, and then they girt themselves, and went to meet him on the way. And when they met, a light much brighter than the light of day, surrounded them, and men who saw the four stand in the way declared they were transfigured, seeming more like gods than men. Now, Hor and Lun were aged men, and Jesus placed them on his beast to ride into Persepolis, whilst he and Mare led on the way. And when they reached the Magi's home they all rejoiced. And Jesus told the thrilling story of his life, and Hor and Lun and Mare spoke not, they only looked to heaven, and in their hearts praised God. Three wise men from the north were Persepolis, and they were Caspar, Zara and Melzone, and Caspar was the wisest master of the Magian land. These three were at the home of Hor and Lun and Mare when Jesus came. For seven days these seven men spoke not, they sat in silence in the council hall in close communion with the silent brotherhood. They sought for light, for revelation and for power. The laws and precepts of the coming age required all the wisdom of the masters of the world. Dash. Chapter 39. Greater than Jesus attends a feast in Persepolis. Speaks to the people, reviewing the Magian philosophy. Explains the origin of evil. Spends the night in prayer. A feast in honor of the Magian God was being held, and many men were gathered in Persepolis. And on the great day of the feast the ruling Magian master said, Within these sacred walls is liberty, whoever wills to speak may speak. And Jesus standing in the midst of all the people, said, My brothers, sisters, children of our Father God. Most blessed are you among the sons of men today, because you have such just conceptions of the Holy One and man. Your purity in worship and in life is pleasing unto God, and to your master, Zarathustra, praise is due. Well say you all, there is one God from whose great being there came forth the seven spirits that created heaven and earth, and manifest unto the sons of men are these great spirits in the sun, and moon, and stars. But in your sacred books we read that two among these seven are of superior strength, that one of these created all the good, the other one created all that evil is. I pray you, honored masters, tell me how that evil can be born of that which is all good? Amagus rose and said, If you will answer me, your problem will be solved. We all do recognize the fact that evil is. Whatever is, must have a cause, if God, the one, made not this evil, then, where is the God who did? And Jesus said, Whatever God, the one, has made is good, and like the great first cause, the seven spirits all are good, and everything that comes from their creative hands is good. Now, all created things have colors, tones and forms their own, but certain tones, though good and pure themselves, when mixed, produce in harmonies, discordant tones. And certain things, though good and pure, when mixed, produce discordant things, yea, poisonous things, that men call evil things. So evil is the inharmonious blending of the colors, tones, or forms of good. Now, man is not all wise, and yet has will his own. He has the power, and he uses it, to mix God's good things in a multitude of ways, and every day he makes discordant sounds, and evil things. And every tone and form, be it of good, or ill, becomes a living thing, a demon, sprite, or spirit of a good or vicious kind. Man makes his evil thus, and then becomes afraid of him and flees, his devil is emboldened, follows him away and casts him into torturing fires. The devil and the burning fires are both the works of man, and none can put the fires out and dissipate the evil one, but man who made them both. Then Jesus stood aside, and not Amagus answered him. And he departed from the throng and went into a secret place to pray. Dash. Chapter 40. Greater than Jesus teaches the Magians. Explains the silence and how to enter it. Caspar extols the wisdom of Jesus. Jesus teaches in the groves of Cyrus. Now, 
In the early morning Jesus came again to teach and heal. A light not comprehended shone about, as though some mighty spirit overshadowed him. Amagus noted this and asked him privately to tell from whence his wisdom came, and what the meaning of the light. And Jesus said, There is a silence where the soul may meet its God, and there the fount of wisdom is, and all who enter are immersed in light, and filled with wisdom, love and power. The Magus said, Tell me about this silence and this light, that I may go in there abide. And Jesus said, The silence is not circumscribed, is not a place closed in with wall, or rocky steeps, nor guarded by the sword of man. Men carry with them all the time the secret place where they might meet their God. It matters not where men abide, on mountain top, in deepest vale, in marts of trade, or in the quiet home, they may at once, at any time, fling wide the door, and find the silence, find the house of God, it is within the soul. One may not be so much disturbed by noise of business, and the words and thoughts of men if he goes all alone into the valley or the mountain pass. And when life's heavy load is pressing hard, it is far better to go out and seek a quiet place to pray and meditate. The silence is the kingdom of the soul which is not seen by human eyes. When in the silence, phantom forms mat flit before the mind, but they are all subservient to the will, the master soul may speak and they are gone. If you would find this silence of the soul you must yourself prepare the way. None but the pure in heart may enter here. And you must lay aside all tenseness of the mind, all business cares, all fears, all doubts and troubled thoughts. Your human will must be absorbed by the divine, then you will come into a consciousness of holiness. You are in the holy place, and you will see upon a living shrine the candle of the Lord aflame. And when you see it burning there, look deep into the temple of your brain, and you will see it all aglow. In every part, from head to foot. Our candles all in place, just waiting to be lighted by the flaming torch of love. And when you see the candles all aflame, just look, and you will see, with eyes of soul, the waters of the fount of wisdom rushing on, and you may drink, and there abide. And then the curtains part, and you are in the holiest of all, where rests the ark of God, whose covering is the mercy seat. Fear not to lift the sacred board, the tables of the law are in the ark concealed. Take them and read them well for they contain all precepts and commands that men will ever need. And in the ark, the magic wand of prophecy lies waiting for your hand, it is the key to all the hidden meanings of the present, future, past. And then, behold, the manna there, the hidden bread of life, and he who eats shall never die. The cherubim have guarded well for every soul this treasure box, and whosoever will enter in and find his own. Now Caspar heard the Hebrew master speak and he exclaimed, Behold, the wisdom of the gods has come to men. And Jesus went his way, and in the sacred groves of Cyrus, where the multitudes were met, he taught and healed the sick. Dash. Chapter 41. Greater than Jesus stands by a healing fountain. Reveals the fact that faith is the potent factor in healing and many are healed by faith. A little child teaches a great lesson of faith. A flowing spring that people called the healing fount, was near Persepolis. And all the people thought that at a certain time of the year their deity came down and gave a virtue to the waters of the fount, and that the sick who then would plunge into the fount and wash would be made whole. About the fount a multitude of people were in waiting for the Holy One to come and potentize the waters of the fount. The blind, the lame, the deaf, the dumb, and those obsessed were there. And Jesus, standing in the midst of them, exclaimed, Behold the spring of life. These waters that will fail are honored as the special blessing of your God. From whence do healing virtues come? Why is your God so partial with His gifts? Why does He bless this spring today, and then tomorrow take His blessings all away? A deity of power could fill these waters full of healing virtue every day. Hear me, you sick, disconsolate, 
The virtue of this fount is not a special gift of God. Faith is the healing power of every drop of all the waters of this spring. He who believes with all his heart that he will be made whole by washing in this fount will be made whole when he is washed, and he may wash at any time. Let every one who has this faith in God and in himself plunge in these waters now and wash. And many of the people plunged into the crystal fount, and they were healed. And then there was a rush, for all the people were inspired with faith, and each one strove to be among the first to wash, lest all the virtue be absorbed. And Jesus saw a little child, weak, faint and helpless, sitting all alone beyond the surging crowd, and there was none to help her to the fount. And Jesus said, My little one, why do you sit and wait? Why not arise and hasten to the fount and wash, and be made well? The child replied, I need not haste, the blessings of my Father in the sky are measured not in tiny cups, they never fail, their virtues are the same forevermore. When these whose faith is weak must haste to wash for fear their faith will fail, have all been cured, these waters will be just as powerful for me. Then I can go and stay a long, long time within the blessed waters of the spring. And Jesus said, Behold a master soul. She came to earth to teach to men the power of faith. And then he lifted up the child and said, Why wait for anything? The very air we breathe is filled with balm of life. Breathe in this balm of life in faith and be made whole. The child breathed in the balm of life in faith, and she was well. The people marveled much at what they heard and saw, they said, This man must surely be the God of health made flesh. And Jesus said, The fount of life is not a little pool, it is as wide as are the spaces of the heavens. The waters of the fount are love, the potency is faith, and he who plunges deep into the living springs, in living faith, may wash away his guilt and be made whole, and freed from sin.